Okay, welcome back to the Falcon Punch Podcast. I believe this is episode 15 or 16, but I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, Yeah, how's everyone doing? Sorry for the delay. Uh, Sunday afternoon, which I normally kind of record stuff, or normally on Mondays and stuff, um, I had just made it back to, you know... Florida, so like it's been a bit. Um, I guess the word would be hectic to an extent. Yeah, hectic might be it. Uh, you may notice that we don't have any like music on going on in the background, mostly because like I I've I don't know if the music really adds to it or takes away from it. So we'll see. If you have any feedback on that, hit me up on Twitter. Twitter.com slash Falcon Punch. You can find me, hit me up, follow me, etc. But yeah, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, I saved all the articles that I wanted to get over or go over, but was unable to actually kind of do anything about before or at least record. So we're doing that today. Uh, so about two weeks ago, I, I'm sure everyone has seen this in some form if you follow twitch or like streamers and stuff in general um the youtuber slash twitch streamer or formerly of twitch valkyrie she she released a line like a cosmetic brand on called reflect right and this is supposed to help reflect blue light from monitors and to be honest, for the dumb consumer that doesn't really know much about blue light, like this would work, right? And I'm not saying that she's not intelligent or anything, but like, you know, she has a team supposedly behind her, I believe, that kind of help make these decisions, right? When it comes to any sort of business practices and stuff, like you would think you know, they would have this. So she was courted with controversy with the announcement of a new product line named Reflect. Uh, She announced that the Reflect line of skincare products was designed to protect users from blue light pollution stemming from computer monitors and phone screens. Uh, Online netizens or denizens, including her fans, as well as experts, dismissed the products as a scam, but Valkyrie promised there were supporting studies for her product's claims. Those studies, however, will not be shared publicly. Uh, Following the negative response to the announcement, the Twitch streamer, well, she mostly exclusively streams on YouTube, I believe, uh, shared that academics, or she would share academic studies with her fan base shortly. And then these academic studies are also referenced on Reflex homepage, though the studies in question are not directly mentioned, cited, or quoted. And she also initially said that the Reflect website would soon be updated with these studies, but she now says that isn't going to happen. So in a recent live stream, uh, she says that Reflect will not be publishing its studies. She also says that she recently learned that their studies can't be publicized, clarifying that Reflect's research can't be shared because it could be stolen by other companies. (laughs) She claims that she was very naive about the situation because she told her audience to expect these studies to be published, but or when she know now knows that they can't be. So she's not backing away from her support of the company's claims. And 
in response to someone in her chat saying that uh, she was ruining her own reputation, she responded to say that she's literally seen the studies while telling the commenter that all they did was a one-second Google search. She does state that she is not a chemist, she has never been to the lab in person, but repeats that she's seen the research and all that. Despite her confidence and her own understanding of the research, she has yet to offer a compelling argument for believing the claims of Reflect or herself. And... There's not like a... I don't believe blue light can really affect skin. Uh, it's mostly if you just don't go outside, right? Now, granted, the sun can be very damaging to skin, obviously, in large amounts, but the sun can also help your skin in, you know, small increments, right? Like, as long as you got sunscreen or sunblock, you should be fine, normally. But saying blue, I mean, I would say more instead of blue light exposure being like toxic to you or being a pollution per se, I would mostly just say it's like if you just don't go outside, yeah, your skin's going to suck. Um, going outside is healthy. I don't believe anyone could actually say that it's not. So... There was a lot of extra drama, uh, a lot of streamers obviously, 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 you know, kind of jumped on this bandwagon and kind of like, you know, said their piece on saying that it's a scam, etc. And like, I, I mean, I don't honestly believe it's a scam. I just think that like their marketing, like I'm sure it's a great skincare thing, right? I'm sure it has great like moisturizing pro properties like most moisturizers should normally have, but the marketing campaign behind it and her like handling of the situation could have been a bit better so it really feels more like uh i think the problem is it feels like it's more kind of excuse me pandering to like dumb gamers right dumb gamer girls or boys or stuff like that so I feel like she's going to get past this. Like she's huge on YouTube and streaming in general. But that whole thing, like, yeah, I, I don't think it's like, I mean, it was definitely a big thing, but I think eventually it'll get over it. And who knows, maybe, you know, in years time, like, I mean, technically, if you think about it, right, the people of the internet have only been really accessing this or being exposed to this blue light thing for you know about two decades ish like for a long prolonged period of time and even then uh any sort of health risks or skin problems that come with it are mostly because a you're not showering b you're not going outside to see the sun or you know getting any sort of vitamin d and yeah it's not like i don't know i feel like more studies should be done before you try to push a product in that manner. Next one, uh, there's a new Pokemon Emerald mod that randomizes the entire map. So a group of Pokemon fans releases a mod for Pokemon Emerald that randomizes the entire map, and then the, like there's supposed to be like a lot more updates promised. And 
The Pokemon games feature creative and often surprisingly complicated maps designed to offer players a wide variety of towns and biomes to explore and Pokemon to catch. Each game offers its own map, which is dotted with interesting locations and puzzles that must be solved as the player advances through the game and gathers the HM moves. Um, recently, a group of fans developed a mod for Pokemon Emerald that randomizes the entire map, turning each new screen into an unpredictable adventure. So, for those who are like interested in those randomizer maps, um, you know there have been multiple releases for previous Pokemon games, and they normally add like a brand new spin to them. Now, for me, I think it's interesting. Mostly because of the fact that like the modding community in video games has always been kind of just adding like extra flair. And there's so much potential to be had with this kind of stuff. Like it kind of makes it, if you're doing like a Nuzlocke run, right? It makes it like a roguelike game, which is pretty cool in my opinion. But yeah, check that out if you're interested in it. Um, this in randomizes the entire map. So the actual Reddit post, right? Um... They've created like a new type of Pokemon randomizer that completely changes every warp zone of the game. So if you step into a Pokemon Center, for example, you'll exit out of a random house, face off against an entire or an Elite Four member, or even run into Ho-Oh. Things that have been changed from the base game to make it easier to play in other notes. Uh, this is currently only available for Emerald. However, we are actively working on making a universal map randomizer for every generation of Pokemon. Gen 4 Platinum is almost done, with plenty on the way. Teleport and fly are available to use everywhere in the game to deviate from soft locking. So in case like you get stuck in a trap or whatever, uh, they also recommend catching an, a Ralts or an Abra ASAP for the teleport. Uh, Reggie Caves and Mirage Tower are permanently open for convenience. Museum, Lily Cove Harbor, Aqua Terra Caves are not randomized for now. And then patches will be coming every Friday. Rolling changelog will hopefully be updated here as well. So there is. A lot more to this um there's been a lot of those randomizers that change like the pokemon or like the gym fights or stuff like that just to make it like completely different from your previous experience playing that video game so we'll see how it goes now the next piece is intel ceo believes that they have a semi or believes the semiconductor shortage will continue until 2023 as the prices of intel shares drop in the run-up to Intel releasing its Alchemist GPU from its new ARC range, the CEO suggests that the tech shortage will be ongoing for some time. While NVIDIA and AMD are the two heavyweights of the graphics card world, the inclusion of Intel as a third combatant in the ring will open up more options for PC enthusiasts and gamers looking for visual hardware. With the CPU company announcing its ARC range of products a couple of months ago, there may be some questions as to how the tech giant will be able to make any headway in a world that is still experiencing shortages. With that, Intel CEO Pat Genslinger recently spoke about how long he thinks the deficit is going to last for. So this is like the reason why I saw this was like, or I chose this article is not because of the like the chip shortage. I believe that chip shortage is going to continue going on, and whether or not it goes well into 2023, I'm not entirely sure. But my thing is, is like Intel's trying to jump into the GPU market with AMD and Nvidia, and Intel trying to do that is actually interesting to me, mostly because you've seen sort of like forays into it with their integrated graphics for Intel. Um, it's gotten better over the years, but it still doesn't, let's say, replace a graphics card, right? You're not going to, 
replace your graphics card for the Intel integrated graphics. That's never going to happen, at least as it is right now. Who knows how things will look 10 years from now where you might not need a graphics card because the integrated CPU with its GPU inside of it is actually ridiculously good. But if they're making their own graphics card, that's going to be interesting. It'll probably up the competition. And like AMD and NVIDIA fighting each other a lot have been interesting as well. So I think what Intel is trying to do is act like AMD because AMD has a CPU and a GPU line, right? With uh, AMD CPUs and then the Radeon GPUs. So this will be interesting. I'm surprised that it's not like a situation where there's like a merge between Intel and NVIDIA. But at the same time, that might cause like a lot of backlash. But who knows? Uh, Intel has been falling behind in terms of like, you know, their price per performance and just performance in general to an extent. Um to AMD from what I've seen recently and by recently like in the past year or two right uh, a lot of people who've been Intel fanatics have recently moved to going towards uh, making their builds AMD specific as far as their CPU and motherboard go so again we'll see Intel does need to step it up if they want to keep up with AMD because AMD has been knocking it out of the park so much to the extent where like I've normally been in intel person since i've started building my own computers from like you know 2005 2007 ish right uh i may switch to an amd build in my next in my next build depending uh, i still have a 9900k so i don't foresee needing to upgrade at least for two years but we'll see you know sometimes uh i have like a gear acquisition syndrome where i just want to get new stuff and then next article, Xbox exec admits PlayStation has them beat in one key area. So let's see what this one key area is, right? Uh, during an interview, Xbox exec Matt Booty, his, his, his name is Matt Booty, <laughs> states that PlayStation has been ahead when it comes to delivering large tentpole games. With the Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 having been released for almost a year now, fans have been debating about the two companies behind the juggernaut consoles. One area that is discussed often is the offerings that Xbox and PlayStation have when it comes to exclusive games. Right now, PlayStation, I believe, is beating Xbox with this. Uh, comparisons between the two have been often made, and many fans stating that offerings from Xbox have been underwhelming when compared to PlayStation. And I believe this has been like that since... Xbox One and PS4. Like PlayStation has been pretty pretty up there. Microsoft has heard this her has heard this complaint, however, and has since worked diligently to bolster its library of exclusive content. Uh, they've even acquired Bethesda, the developers behind Elder Scroll and Fallout, I believe everyone knows. And in an interview with Kinda Funny, Xbox executive Matt Booty has shared that he feels as though Xbox has been behind, right? And Mr. Booty states that I think I tend to come at that more that we're paying attention to fan expectations. Uh, I think there is a certain kind of game that generates an anticipation that kind of becomes this tentpole moment. It's a game that fits that intersection of everybody can play and it's also a big world you can inhabit. I think those kinds of games are important and certainly it's been a, while, or it's been a place where we have not been out in front. We haven't really had that sort of one-to-one -one with Sony there. Booty continues a bit by saying that Xbox is not done growing and 
that what's important to the company is making sure that we have the, those types of games for our fans. It's something that Xbox will continue to work on and seemingly something that is in the middle of accomplishing. So as of right now, Xbox has unveiled two notable AAA games with Halo Infinite and Forza Horizon 5, which should satisfy fans for, of the long-running franchises. Both titles will release on X Xbox exclusively within the next two months, and Xbox's future looks bright as well, with many large AAA Xbox, Xbox exclusive games coming in the future. However, or unfortunately, many of the games announced for Xbox do not have release dates such as the highly anticipated Elder Scrolls 6 and the next entry in the Fable series. You really think uh, Bethesda's done milking Skyrim right now? Like, they've been doing that. They've been milking that cow for over a decade, I feel like. So we'll see. Apparently, uh, the creator of Final Fantasy, Hironobu Sakaguchi, has been going super ham in playing Final Fantasy XIV. Um, the game designer, who's famous for his works with Final Fantasy, as a creator of the first one back in 1987... Um, has become hooked on Final Fantasy XIV, and that's crazy. Like he's already moved; he's moved away from Square. Uh, he's made his own company, and he's—I think his most recent game was like an Apple Arcade exclusive, which is like a a handcrafted background RPG, which is interesting. But it's just Apple Arcade, and I can't really—I don't know. I don't—I don't, I don't want to play that kind of an rpg on my phone at least i i still have that kind of stigma right like i'm not into gaming on the phone as much as i am on my pc or on my consoles just yeah it doesn't feel good at least for me i've never been like a super fan of phone gaming other than maybe like tap tap revolution or something or uh some piano games and like i'll i'll even play like you know, phone games on emulators instead of like on my actual phone, <laughs> like Epic 7. Okay, so next one. I'm not entirely sure who this is. Apparently, she's this TikTok star, and by who this is, is Digital Princess, but she's being criticized for trying to make money off of child neglect statement, and like that headline itself kind of grabbed my attention. So let's take a look. So TikTok star Digital Princess faces widespread criticism online after attempting to put her statement about her child neglect charge behind a paywall. Uh, the TikTok star, Twitch streamer, and adult entertainer Marissa Digital Princess Claudia recently returned to social media, but her comeback is perhaps not going as she may have anticipated. Thousands of comments online have been criticizing her for her social media comeback attempt, with those or criticisms amplified after the TikTok star tried to put her statement about her child neglect charge behind a paywall. For the uninitiated, which is me, she was arrested last August and charged with neglect of a child without great bodily harm after neighbors allegedly found her son outside at night alone and crying. News of the arrest quickly spread online with various people sharing copies of the police report and she released a video statement in response to the initial backlash claiming that things were very out of context and asked her followers to not believe everything that you will read on the internet. She then deleted that initial video not long after posting it and soon went dark online, setting her social media accounts to private. Ultimately, the neglect of a child without great bodily harm charge was dropped due to insufficient evidence to prove beyond a reasonable doubt. A couple of weeks later, she made her surprise return to TikTok with a video that drummed up significant controversy. So let's, let's read about this controversy. 
The return video featured the star seemingly poking fun at certain details in the police report. For example, the police report claimed that the, she told police that she went to a local 7-Eleven to buy laundry detergent, and that's why she left her son alone. So in the return video, she's dancing in front of a 7-Eleven convenience store. Oh my god, are you serious? The police report also claimed that she was wearing a black dress make and makeup, and so that is how she appeared in the return video as well. I'm not going to finish this. I think she's nuts. Um... I don't know. Like, the way she's handling this is very silly. At least in my opinion. Like, granted, it's a... Okay, the charges were dropped, but in order to, like, somehow put, like, some sort of positive spin on this or to make her come back, like, I don't think this was it. Uh, if she is as big of a star as people say, she should have a team of people or at least close advisors, and this was not the move. And back to Pokemon. Pokemon Legends Arceus Lee Point. So this game seems really cool. I think this is the one where it's like a kind of open world Pokemon where you're able to like travel similar to like an open world RPG. And like the battles are like in real time-ish. So earlier this month, uh, several sources claimed that the Pokemon company created nearly two dozen Hiswin Pokemon variants, three of which were the final evolutions of the starter Pokemon in Pokemon Legends Arceus. Desudui, Desudui, Desud, I never remembered how to pronounce that, Samurott, and Typhlosion. However, at the time, these leaks didn't have enough credibility to be seen as anything more than rumors, not until a popular Pokemon leaker backed them up after successfully proving that their own leaks were accurate. The leaker said, let's see, um, they predicted the existence and release date of a restored version of the Pokemon Legends Arceus found footage, as well as said trailer's reveal of Hiswin Zorua and Zoroark. They then participated on podcast call with other Pokemon enthusiasts and revealed that some of the earlier October leaks held some merit to them. By extension, they gave credence or credence to leaks claiming Hiswin Pokemon starter evolutions and the typings associated with them. So for those unaware, the leaks claim that the final evolutions of Rowlet, Oshawa, and Cyndaquil, the starters of Pokemon Legends, will all be dual-type Pokemon. Specifically, Desidui would be a grass-fighting type, Samurott will be a water-dark type, and Typhlosion will be a fire-ghost type, when normally they were just grass, water, and fire, I believe. And how said typings affect each Pokemon's look remains a mystery, as Elite didn't share many other details regarding the trio. So having Typhlosion be a fire-ghost type will be interesting, just because... I mean, if you look at Cyndaquil, or if you know Typhlosion in general, he's pretty solid. Like, he's not, like, ghostly in any way. Like, Gengar is technically solid, but he's able to phase in. So I wonder if they're going to do something with that. And then there's more leaks saying uh, Voltorb, Elect about Voltorb, Electrode, and Sneasel in the Pokemon Legends game. And let's see... Pokemon Legends Arceus will be introducing a new setting and selection of Pokemon with all manner of surprises. Perhaps unsurprisingly, some of those surprises are already beginning to leak despite months until Pokemon Legends Arceus' launch because Brilliant Diamond and P Shining Pearl are first. Um, three new Hiswin forms of classic Pokemons have leaked early, and these three Pokemon are Electrode, Sneasel, and Voltorb. And apparently there's a picture. I'm going to check that out real quick. 
it's like a very small screenshot of Sneasel, supposedly. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. You can find these on twitter.com at ballguyleaks, B-A-L-L-G-U-Y-L-E-A-K-S. So if you're interested in checking that out, definitely. And excuse me. Next one, Gundam Age is releasing a new Blu-ray box um, for the 10th anniversary. And Blu-ray box will be priced at 44,000 or 44,000 yen, which I believe is, I want to say 44, might be $400. No, it can't be $400, right? Yen is like, I think you chop one zero or it might be two zeros. Yeah, you chop two zeros off. And so $440, really? That's actually nuts gonna have all 49 episodes of the tv series and ovas uh archive drama cd special booklet that summarizes the drama cds uh storage box inner jacket this is like a very collector item ish thing i believe then gundam age got a lot of flack i believe a long time ago but i went back and started watching it and i don't understand the reason for it i think it's actually a pretty good show Especially the mobile suit designs. Gundam Age is actually a very slick, slick Gundam. And now Facebook is researching AI systems that see, hear, and remember everything you do. And I believe they've, to be honest, like when I saw this, I'm like, don't, don't they already do that? Like Facebook, like if you have a mobile, like a smartphone, like it's always, it's already listening and already tailoring stuff to you. Like even now, it's probably listening to me right now figuring out what ads to send me with or give to me. And yeah, it's just making up its mind right now. So I don't know like why they're announcing this as if people didn't already know. But Facebook is pouring a lot of time and money into augmented reality, including building its own AR glasses with Ray-Ban. And these gadgets can, right now these gadgets can only record and share imagery, but what does the company think such devices will be used for in the future? A new research project led by Facebook's AI team suggests the scope of the company's ambitions and imagines AI systems that are constantly analyzing people's lives using first-person video, recording what they see, do, and hear in order to help them with everyday tasks. Facebook's researchers have outlined a series of skills that wants these systems to develop, including episodic memory, answering questions like, where did I leave my keys, and audiovisual diarization remembering who said what and when. Right now, the tasks outlined above cannot be achieved reliably by any AI system, and Facebook stresses that this is a research project rather than a commercial development. However, it's clear that the company sees functionality, functionality like these as the future of AR computing. Definitely thinking about augmented reality and what we'd like to be able to do with it, there's possibilities down the road that we'd be leveraging this kind of research. This is actually interesting. Um, because they have like huge like privacy issues already and this kind of even furthers that and privacy experts are already worried about how Facebook's AR glasses allow wearers to com like covertly record members of the public. Uh, such concerns will only be exacerbated if future versions of the hardware not only record footage but analyze and transcribe it and then turning their wearers into basically walking surveillance machines. So it's scary, it's cool, but like... I don't know. It's very 
uh, it, it's basically like having like big brother watching over you at all times it's it's nuts it's definitely nuts the next thing i wanted to talk about this kind of hits close to home apparently a dude in georgia uh my home state apparently used $57,000 of covid-19 relief loan to buy pokemon cards apparently according to the feds uh, federal prosecutors believe they caught a Georgia man, they say, improperly used some of his COVID-19 loan money. Uh, Vinath Odomsin of Dublin is accused of using more than 57k of it to buy a rare Pokemon card. Odomsin was charged Tuesday with one count of wire fraud, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of Georgia, the Macon Telegraph reported. And then prosecutors said Odomsian lied about how many employees he had and the revenue of his business generated when he filed for economic engineer injury disaster loan during the pandemic. This is nuts. Like, how... The feds are watching, especially if you get, like, a huge loan like that, right? Like, if you're, if you're saying that you're suffering economic damage from the pandemic and then you go and do something like this, or just in general, they're going to watch what you do with your money, right? Apparently, the loan was supposed to be 85K, right? And it was supposed to save jobs, but he spent $57,000 on Pokemon cards. And not, it might just be one Pokemon card, which is even more ridiculous. Like, what the? F <sighs> People be crazy. And with that, I think that's enough for today. Uh, I'll be back again. Hopefully, you know, regular scheduling next week. We'll see. But yeah, thank you for watching. Hope you've enjoyed. I might switch the the release dates of these to be more on the weekend kind of thing, just because it helps in terms of like uh, recording environment and stuff like that. So yeah, keep an eye out. If you have any uh, questions, hit me up twitter.com slash falcon punch. Um, make sure to check out everything on YouTube as well. If you're watching this or if you're listening to this on a DSP, like Apple podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher or Google podcasts, you can find the video form where I actually, you know, you can read the articles with me as I go through this. But yeah, see you next time. Bye.